There's been plenty of talk about potentially restructuring the contracts of Bradley Chubb and Tyreek Hill in the name of getting more salary cap space in 2023. But what are the implications of that on each player's contract and the Dolphins' long-term salary cap? That's our look here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked on Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked on Network. Today is Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. And today on the show, we are taking a deep dive into the salary cap implications of both Tyreek Hill and Bradley Chubb and potential restructures on both players in the name of securing more spending power for the Dolphins in 2023. If you're not familiar with me or the show, welcome to Locked On Dolphins, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, your host here, Kyle Krabs. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. So with that in mind, let's talk a little bit about the salary cap. And the Dolphins in 2023 currently scheduled about $15 million over the cap. By the time the league calendar year starts, the Dolphins not only must be compliant, but must have salary cap space at their disposal in order to secure any free agents that they would like to add to the roster. Now, there's plenty of ways that the Dolphins can get there, and we did a deep dive a couple of weeks ago talking about all the possible moves the Dolphins can make, everything from a Christian Wilkins contract extension to restructuring contracts like Tyreek Hill and Bradley Chubb, cutting other players like Durham Smythe or Keon Crossin or any other various players who don't have any guaranteed money left on their deal, or potentially signing other players like Connor Williams, Robert Hunt, so on and so forth, to extensions of their own. There are lots of pathways for the Dolphins to get salary cap space, but the long-term outlook is important because the Dolphins need to be able to maintain a certain level of flexibility with their salary cap space year over year to ensure that they can maximize their winning window without locking themselves too firmly into position with a nucleus of a team that is not going to contend. So what I've done, I have compiled over here on a separate spreadsheet, the Dolphins year over year salary cap. It's every cap commitment that is currently scheduled for every player currently under contract by the team. This is important because it gives you a chance to look at where the Dolphins have commitments, what kinds of commitments the Dolphins are committed to, and what they are flexible to circumvent and navigate. So, for example, Tyreek Hill. The Dolphins are currently scheduled to own a $31.45 million cap hit for 2023 for wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Those cap hits continue for 24.865 in 2024, 28.035 in 2025, and $50.10 million in 2026. That is the last year of Tyreek Hill's current deal. But it is important to know that he only has $5.1 million in debt and guaranteed cap hit for that $50.1 million season. So the, the Dolphins could save 90% of that cap space, $45 million, 
by transitioning away from Tyreek Hill before that final year of that contract, or conversely signing him to a different contract that takes that money and re-extends it back out over several seasons. But a $31.5 million cap hit for the Dolphins this year probably ain't going to fly. Not if the Dolphins have the aspirations to get their salary cap to a point in which they can be assertive and aggressive as needed. Now, what the Dolphins did do, and I think this is pretty nifty, Tyreek Hill has a $10 million roster bonus that is scheduled for the fifth day of the calendar year in 2023. So the calendar is going to turn to March 19th, 2023, and he is going to get a $10 million check for the Dolphins. That is a one-year lump sum. Now, the Dolphins very easily could say, hey, Tyreek, we would like to reclassify your roster bonus, you're going to be on the roster, to a signing bonus. And all the other terms of your contract stay exactly the same. But if we reclassify from a roster bonus to a signing bonus, we can facilitate $7.5 million in cap space for the Dolphins immediately. No change to you. Because a roster bonus is classified as a single-year payment. But a signing bonus, you can prorate out throughout the life of the contract. So the Dolphins could say, well, you're under contract through 2026, 2023, 2024, 2025, and 2026. $10 million divided by four is two and a half apiece. So the Dolphins can convert that, create $7.5 million in cap space, and suddenly Tyreek Hill's salary cap hit for the upcoming season is not $31.5 million, but instead it is $23.95 million. The Dolphins could also take that math and they could expand that out across uh, five years or one additional year longer than the term of the contract. This is a phenomenon that you've seen NFL teams start to embrace in recent years, which is they will put years of cap commitments for prorated signing bonuses on the end of a contract after the contract has expired. So theoretically, instead of creating $2.5 million in across four seasons, you could do $2 million for five seasons. The, the Dolphins could instead create $8 million instead of 7.5. Now, I think taking on $2 million in dead cap in 2027, which would be the fifth year of this contract and a year in which Tyreek's not under contract, for an extra $500,000 is unnecessary. But when you get some of these bigger numbers, that is when this can start to make sense. And then, of course, if you bring that player back for a contract that re-extends into when the void dollars are, are continued, you can absorb that deferred money into a new second contract that Tyreek Hill would have with the Dolphins. So there's two separate ways that the Dolphins, with Tyreek Hill specifically, can get this done. And the first way that they have made this easy is to have a roster bonus because it doesn't change the payment for Tyreek Hill. It doesn't change anything other than the classification of the money in terms of salary cap, reclassifying it to a signing bonus, spreading it out, and you can create $7.5 million. The Dolphins would also have the potential, and the implications, of course, for that, um, the cap hit each year would only go up by a handful of million dollars per season, $2.5 million per season would be the ramifications for the Dolphins. 
The other thing that the Dolphins can do is Tyreek Hill is also owed a $16 million base salary. That is weekly checks that are paid out. Uh, the Dolphins could take that, and they could take any sum of that money up to about $15 million worth of it. And they can convert that into a new signing bonus as well. So the Dolphins could say, okay, we'll give you the $10 million. We want to give you $25 million up front. So we're going to take $15 million of your base salary, and we're going to take your $10 million roster bonus, and we're going to combine them, and you're going to get $25 million up front. And the Dolphins would then defer that to $25 million out across the four remaining years of the contract, or this would be a time in which it would potentially be of interest to the team to defer this out across five and have a void year at the end of the deal. But if the Dolphins did that, Tyreek Hill and his salary cap hit is suddenly significantly diminished versus what the expectation was when you came into the year with a $31 million cap hit. You could get Tyreek Hill's cap hit for this year if you restructured both the base salary and the roster bonus, you could get it down to about $13 million this year. You could create $18 million in cap space if you wanted to. Now, of course, that comes with ramifications long-term. And how this is a long-term ramification is Tyree Kill currently, you have to look at the dead cap. The dead cap is the grand sum of deferred money that has been kicked out over however many years. So let's say the Dolphins max restructure Tyreek Hill. What would that dead cap look like versus what it looks like now? That is what I'm going to tell you as soon as I tell you about our friends over at Built. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are delicious. They're high in protein, high in fiber, but low in calories and low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. They're absolutely delicious. And you could go to Built.com and order yourself a box or you can also go to Walmart or Sam's Club and get yourself a box as well. You go to Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, get yourself a four-bar box, or go to Sam's Club, get the big box, 13 bars, any flavor of your choosing. My recommendation would be churro. Uh, I also like the peanut butter brownie is delicious as well. Cookies and cream, double chocolate. It's hard to go wrong. So get yourself a box of Built Bars and make sure you thank us later after you crack it open. Tyreek Hill's currently scheduled dead cap hits. This is where restructuring has to be strategic. And that's why I don't think you're going to hear me talk at any juncture about restructuring Teron Armstead's deal. Because the Dolphins have phenomenal flexibility with this contract. Tyreek Hill's going to be under contract with the team in 2023. There's no question. And he'll be under contract in 2024 because his 2024 salary fully guarantees on March 19th of this year. 46.4 million dollars in dead cap as things currently stand for Tyreek Hill. Fast forward 12 months to 2024. February of 2024, Tyreek Hill's debt remaining dead cap is going to be 15.3 million dollars. So all of the guarantees from this year plus po the portion of his prorated signing bonus is coming off the books. In 2025, that number goes to 10.2. And in 2026, the final year of his deal, that number is $5.1 million in dead cap. 
course, the Dolphins with that fully guaranteed salary in 2024. If they traded Tyreek Hill, another team could absorb that, and the Dolphins would only be responsible for the $15.3 million signing bonus, a.k.a. the, man, I'm going to do math here, which is dangerous, $25.5 million signing bonus when he originally signed the deal. 25.5 divided by five years is 5.1 per. That, as of year three of this contract, 15.3 is 60% of that $25.5 million contract. Doing math here. This is exhilarating stuff. If you restructure Tyreek Hill, however, the dead cap for 2024 goes from 15.3 to 34.065. Now, that might not be a big deal because we're all expecting Tyreek Hill's going to be here in 2024 as well. But 2025 and 2026. Those numbers go from 10.2 and 5.1 to 22.7 and 11.4. That is without void years on the back end of the deal. So that is, those numbers can be further reduced if you put dead money on the back of the contract in years in which Tyreek is not under contract. But it's important for us to understand all the mechanics of how these contracts work so we can make sense of and properly strategize how the team is going to manipulate the money. Because people will talk all the time about how the cap is fake and it's not real. And it is. It is real. But you got to understand it. And if you can understand it and you can manipulate it, you can really use it to your advantage. So I think Tyreek Hill, at a minimum, you'll probably get that $10 million roster bonus that's converted over to a signing bonus uh, nothing else will change for Tyreek Hill, and the Dolphins will instantaneously, uh, without changing a thing other than the fine print of what the money is classified as, get $7.5 million in cap space. Whether or not they roll part of his base salary into that, that remains to be seen, but they could max restructure him, and they could create, I mean, they, they could get $18 million in cap space from Tyreek Hill by just moving money around and giving him his money up front for the year. Bradley Chubb is the other one. And Bradley Chubb is an interesting one because there is much that's been made about Bradley Chubb and his acquisition to the team. And like Tyreek Hills, Bradley Chubb's money has been structured in such a way that the first two years are firm commitments. 2022 and 2023 for Bradley Chubb are firm commitments in the same way that for Tyreek Hill in 2022 and 2023 are firm commitments. 2024, the dead cap figure for Tyreek Hill is cut by uh, two-thirds, 67%. Bradley Chubb, 2023, his dead cap upon the first full year of his new contract is $30 million. 2024, 12 months from now, his dead cap, if the Dolphins want to move on, is $8 million. So... The question is, do you covet the exit strategy or do you covet the cap space in the here and now? And Bradley Chubb's deal is long enough because he's under contract through 2027. So 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026, and 2027. He has five years remaining under contract with the team. The guaranteed money here, he's got a 2.6 Nine seven, so a two point seven million dollar 
prorated signing bonus for the next four years. He's got roster bonuses of marginal amounts, nothing significant for the Dolphins that they could rework or serve as a signing bonus and reclassify. His 2023 and 2024 uh, salaries are going to be guaranteed when it's all said and done. His 2023 salary is fully guaranteed as things currently stand, although that would transfer with a team if the Dolphins were to trade him, but they're not going to do that, especially for this year, because they've got the big dead cap hit. Uh, they, they actually would lose $8 million in trading Bradley Chubb this year, and that doesn't make any sense. But he's got a $19.4 million salary that's already fully guaranteed. So if it's already fully guaranteed, the Dolphins could have the motivation to say, okay, we want to take a little over $18 million of that and max restructure you. And instead of giving you these checks week over week over week, we're going to give you the check at the front of the year, and we're going to take that dollar amount, and we're going to spread it out across the remaining life of your contract. Same concept. What would that do for Bradley Chubb? Well, you're talking about restructuring a grand total of $18.2 million in cap space. That, that it can now be spread out across the five remaining years of his deal. So his salary goes from $19 million to $1 million. And the 18.4 is spread out across the remaining life of the deal. His salary cap hit for the upcoming year goes from $22.2 million to $7.5 million. And each one of the remaining years left on his deal adds $3.66 million in cap hit, and that extra money is added to the dev cap. So this is where the risk versus the reward. The Dolphins, as things currently stand, their dead cap for transitioning away from Bradley Chubb in 2024 is $8 million. If you max restructure him, that $8 million becomes $22 million in 2024 with the max restructure, effectively 2023, right? Because it's $3.66 million every year across five years. The year will pass. So now it's four years of $3.66 million. You add all that up and you have to add that to the $8 million of dead cap that you're currently facing. Now, of course, uh, you can do this for 2024, but if you're going to commit to somebody, remember his 2024 salary is fully going to fully guarantee as well. So you could do it again next year. So what I've done is I've done this year and next year. And we can talk about what that financial implication will look like for Bradley Chubb if you max restructure him not once, but twice across the next two years. If you max restructure Bradley Chubb this year, his cap hit for 2023 is $7.5 million. He's got $30.2 million in dead cap. And then his remaining cap hits for the remainder of his contract in 2024 is 26.8, 2025 is 26.6, in 2026 is 26.6, and in 2027 is 26.9. 
The dead caps for those years, we mentioned 2024, would go from 8 to 22.8. The dead cap in 2025 would be 16. The dead cap in 2026 would be 10. And the dead cap in 2027 would be 3.664, a.k.a. the one-fifth of what you're taking from this year and prorating it out would be the new dead money uh, for the final year of his contract. If you did it twice, his cap hit this year would be $7.5 million, of course. And then you would, again, take about $18 million and spread that out. And what I did do with this one is I put a void year on the back end of the deal, just to discuss how that would happen. Because instead of spreading $18 million out across four years, we're spreading $18 million out across five years. His cap hit for 2024 with max restructures this year and next year would be 11.8 instead of 26.8. So again, you're, you're talking $15 million in cap space that you can create. But then the next three years are just a touch over $30 million in 2025, 2026, and 2027. And then 3.664 with him not under contract in 2028, which would be the sixth year of the actual deal from the time it started, which is last year. And you will have added $7.328 million to the years in 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027, and then 3.664 as the new void year of the back end of the deal. If you were to do that, you're realistically, if you were to max restructure Bradley Chubb once, you could feasibly move on after 2025. If you were to restructure Bradley Chubb twice, you would feasibly have to move on after 2026 and going into that 2027 season when he's 31 years old, because that's when you're at about $10 million in dead cap versus if you don't touch his contract at all, you'd be under $10 million in dead cap now. Kyle, I don't know that we want to do that. And, you know, that sounds like a big deal. That sounds like a lot. Well, it is a lot. But here's the thing to bear in mind. This Dolphins nucleus is established for the next two years. If you were to filter all of the players who are under contract for the Dolphins for 2025 as of right now. You have Skylar Thompson, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle's pending fifth-year option, Eric Azucama, Tanner Connor is a restricted free agent, Teron Armstead, Emmanuel Lagba, Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips in his fifth-year option, Channing Tindall, Xavier Howard, Cater Coe, who is a restricted free agent, and Jason Sanders. That's it. So without knowing the values of a couple of these fifth-year options, I can tell you the Dolphins have $124 million in cap commitments for 2025. Now, 2023, not 2024, 2025. By that point, we are expecting the salary cap to be in excess of $250 million, which means the Dolphins will have 50% of their salary cap space at their disposal, if not more, to extend to a tongue of a low, to extend Javon Holland and Robert Hunt and Connor Williams. 
But this, remember the Dolphins did this, this this past year in free agency, and I think this is going to be a really important thing for us to remember. The nucleus of the team is the nucleus of the team, and the nucleus of the team is going to be firmly intact year over year over year. What the Dolphins did in free agency last year, they were very selective in the kinds of contracts that they gave out. They gave it a five-year deal to Teron Armstead. They gave it a three-year deal to Cedric Wilson. They gave out two-year deals to Connor Williams and Chase Edmonds. Durham Smythe got a two-year extension. Alec Engel got a two-year deal. But the rest of these players, Teddy Bridgewater, Melvin Ingram, Eric Fisher, Trey Flowers, Raheem Mostert, Thomas Morstead, John Jenkins, Trent Sherfield, Brennan Scarlett, Mohamed Sanu, Mackenzie Alexander, they'll got one-year deals. They all got one-year contracts. So if you are going to commit the vast majority of your outlook to, 40, to 30% of the roster, and the rest is going to roll over year over year over year on one-year deals or two-year deals that have flexibility, you can stomach the idea of Max restructuring Bradley Chubb twice and instead of walking into 2025 with a $22.9 million cap hit for Bradley Chubb, you suddenly find yourself having a, uh, 20, a, a $30 million cap hit for Bradley Chubb. So an extra $8 million for Bradley Chubb in exchange for spending power over the two previous years, where if you don't use the salary cap, you can roll it over and add it to your tab for that year. If the Dolphins have $20 million in unused salary cap for 2024, they can take that and kick it over to 2025 and give themselves even more spending power. So creating room in the cap on the front end, you're not penalized unless you spend it recklessly and you give a bunch of commitments. And it's been the biggest change for the way the Dolphins operate now versus the way the Dolphins operated when Jeff Ireland was here and Mike Tannenbaum was here. They had old teams with a glass ceiling. This ain't an old team. These players are going to continue to get better for the next several seasons. And you're going to have to make some strategic concessions, but they have largely not tapped into, in the slightest bit, the void years. Right now, the Dolphins players currently under contract, Jerome Baker, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. Those are the only contracts the Dolphins have that have any number of void money involved at all. Jerome Baker's got like $1.8 million in void years, in void money, across two years on the back end of his current deal. Xavier Howard's got $3.4 million in 2027 in void money. And when they restructured Byron Jones last year, they kicked like $8 million out across two seasons on the back end of his deal as well. The Dolphins aren't scheduled to see a void dollar hit their, well, they, they've got Eric Fisher in dead money now. So they do have a little bit here and now. They, they're, they're currently scheduled for about $3.7 million in dead money in total for players that they drafted and cut or void money for, for people like Eric Fisher. 
very easily digestible number, $3.7 million. I mean, you remember when the Dolphins purged all that roster in 2019, it was like 30% of their roster was dead cap. So um, they, they can very easily do this. But just understand, every effectively every year that you restructure, especially if you max restructure, you can consider that probably two more years that you need to hold on to that player on the back end to not get burned with the dead money. And that's why you won't hear me call too much for the restructure of Xavier Howard, who has a cap-friendly dollar amount this year at $10 million versus 25 the following year. You won't hear me call to restructure Toronto Armstead with some of his durability questions. But Tyree Kill and Bradley Chubb, these guys are going to be here the next three, four years regardless. So you might as well get your money's worth and go ahead and restructure those dudes for as much as you can manipulate to get this team not only cap compliant, but in a place to spend. Mike McDaniel talks to the media today. We'll talk about that tomorrow on the show, everything we hear from Coach McDaniel at the NFL Combine. So plan accordingly. Kyle Krabs, keep it locked in. Right here on Locked On Dolphins, your team every day. Fins up. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day, and I'll talk with you all again tomorrow.